Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. My guest on Freedom Forum Radio is Andrew Clyde. Andrew is running in a runoff election for the ninth convention Congressional District, Doug Collins' seat, uh, and that uh, election, the runoff election, is on August the 11th. 11th. Yes, okay. Sir. Thank you. I'm really happy that the candidate knows when the runoff election is. So, Andrew Clyde has got an impressive history. Uh, he's been in the Navy, three combat deployments to Kuwait and Iraq. Um, He was on a number of famous boats like the USS Enterprise. He joined the Navy Seabees. He was attached to the Marine Expeditionary Force. And he has won the Defense Meritorious Service Medal, Meritorious Service Medal, four Navy Expeditionary Medal with Marine Corps Combat Operations Insignias, the Iraq Campaign Medal, Expert Rifleman Medal, Expert Pistol Shot Medal, Uh, He's got an impressive history. He also formed a small business in 1991, Clyde Armory. I've been to their website, and I suggest you go to ClydeArmory.com. Look at what he's got there. But more importantly, this is a gentleman of character uh, who is running for Congress, and God knows we need a, a lot more people with a conscience people with moral character. We need people like that in Congress desperately. So, Andrew Clyde, welcome to Freedom Forum Radio. Dr. Dan, thank you very much. I appreciate your invitation to be here, and I look forward to uh, to talking to your listeners. Well, that's great. So, first of all, let's start off with what do you believe makes you uniquely qualified to represent District 9? Well, first, uh, Dr. Dan, I think it's my life experiences. You know, as a um, as a uh, 28-year Navy veteran with three combat tours, uh, I have seen a lot of the world, and I know what this country is and what the rest of the world is not. And our country has the greatest um, – we are the greatest nation in the world. Uh, we have the best constitution of any country, and it's worth defending. Um, and uh, – I'm also a small business owner, so I understand what it's like uh, uh, to start a business from scratch and then uh, to build it into, uh, right now we're a nationwide company. I've got two brick-and-mortar locations here in Georgia. Uh, half of it's dedicated to law, to law enforcement sales and the other half to uh, general public sales uh, of firearms to the citizens of Georgia. 
And uh, so I know what it's like to build a business, to have uh, to sign paychecks, to um, employ uh, people. We've got 25 employees. So, um, you know, running a business and, and building it teaches you a lot. Um, so I have a uh, master's in business in corporate finance and entrepreneurship. So that in itself uh, uh, will help me uh, make better decisions for uh, the people of the Ninth District. Andrew Clyde, you are definitely correct. America is exceptional. It's a, a wonderful, blessed nation. We have done so much good around the world. You know, this has been a, and I'm, I don't, I'm going to start with this, get it out of the way, but this has been a very dirty campaign. Uh, opponents, uh, opponents constantly are are making accusations. Your opponent claims that you donated to a Democrat. Can you set the record straight? Sure, I, I will absolutely set the record straight, uh, Dr. Dan. Uh, this accusation um, is as a result of a $1,000 contribution to a gentleman named Doug McKillop, who at one time was a Democrat, but and he was a caucus chair. But he had a conversion experience to Jesus Christ, and that conversion experience completely transformed his life. And he decided that he needed to leave the Democrat Party and become a Republican. And not only that, but he authored authored the most pro-life bill that Georgia had seen at the time back in 2011. He authored and he led the way to that bill being passed. I am 100% pro-life. Doug McKillop is 100% pro-life. And so for my opponent to attack me uh, for a contribution to a conservative Republican who led the way to the current settled pro-life law in Georgia— is it's just disingenuous? It's wrong. It you don't vilify a person when they when they convert um, to to Jesus Christ and and their life is completely changed. You celebrate that. Well, belief in Jesus Christ is transformational. Yes, it you is. You and I both agree on that. So now that we've dealt with that. Let's get on to the positive things that we can say about you, the things that you can do for the constituents of uh, the 9th Congressional District, Uh, and that's what's important. So let's start off by tell us about your time in the military. Well, thank you. Um, It started off uh, as being commissioned a Navy officer. I served uh, uh, my first tour of duty in Strike Fighter Squadron 161. I was an aviation logistics officer. Went from there to the uh, United States uh, uh, Aircraft Carrier Midway, deployed overseas in Japan, um, then to um, uh, Naval Air Station Jacksonville in Florida, and deployed to another aircraft carrier, um, USS Saratoga, to do a Mediterranean deployment. And then uh, I was brought back to the um, Supply Corps School in Athens, and that's kind of really where I started my Navy career. Uh, but I came back there to teach aviation logistics, and that was my active duty uh, career. Then um, I went uh, into the reserves, became a Navy CB, and that's where my combat deployments began. I was attached to, as a Navy uh, CB, it stands for Construction Battalion, a little play on words there. And, um, and I deployed with the 1st Marine Expeditionary Force and 2nd Marine Expeditionary Force into uh, Kuwait and Iraq, and those were my combat deployments. That's incredible. Uh, You know, your mother was an immigrant, uh, and that's my segue into our next question. Tell us about how how that shapes your stance on immigration. Um, My mother is an immigrant. Uh, She was born in Canada, uh, as was I. Uh, 
and um, uh, she married my father when he was a Navy officer in the during the Korean War. Um, and after he left active service in the Navy, they went and moved back to Canada where my mother's family was. And that's where some of my siblings were born as well. Um, and then she'd been married to my father for 25 years when they um, came back to the United States and she had to immigrate legally. Um, so everyone has to immigrate legally. We are a country of laws. I believe that. Uh, we need a, a wall on the border. Uh, if we don't have a secure border, we don't have a secure country. So um, so my mom's experience in having to come here and do so legally, even though she'd been married to a Navy officer for over 25 years, um, says that uh, to me, everybody has to come here legally. My grandparents were also legal immigrants to this country. They took advantage of that opportunity. They they came here, they went to night school to learn English, they went to work, and we went from immigrant to professional in one generation. That's the opportunity that we have in America. Now, during the course of your business career, the IRS unconstitutionally took $940,000 from your armory, the Clyde Armory. Tell us about that battle. Uh, that happened back in 2013 on... Um on uh, April the 12th, the IRS came in and wrongfully seized $940,000 from uh, Clyde Armory. And they did that through a process called civil asset forfeiture, which is an unconstitutional process. And it, it needs to, to be completely banned. Um, but uh, they, um, they'd been doing this to small business owners and individuals all across the country, especially during the Obama years. And, um, so most businesses just didn't survive. The IRS would take their money and, and then offer them a deal. Uh, sometimes, sometimes not. In my case, they, they offered to give me back two-thirds of the money if I would forfeit a third to them. That's $325,000. And I looked at, and, at that and said, this is extortion. I've done absolutely nothing wrong. So I took them to court. I beat them in court. I won my money back. It cost me a lot, about $150,000 to do that. Uh, and then I took my case to Congress because I made the decision that this should not happen to any American ever again, and I was going to work to ensure that didn't happen. So I took my case to, to uh, Congress and testified before Congress against the corrupt IRS. They crafted a law called the Clyde Hirsch Sowers Respect Act, named after the three witnesses who testified against the IRS. It was passed unanimously by uh, Congress three times, and then finally— um, the third time it passed the Senate, too, which it, it has to pass both the House and the Senate. And the president signed it into law on July 1st, 2019, as part of the Taxpayer First Act. So that um, was an amazing accomplishment to strip the power. We're back with Andrew Clyde, a, a candidate in the runoff for the 9th Congressional District in Georgia. You know, you were speaking about the unconstitutional uh, usurpation of power. And, and that is something that has been going on in rampantly for the last 10, 20, 30 years. And it's something we really must fight against. Due process, the seizure, seizure of property. is We are protected by the due process of law. And right now, the way the feds are, they can just come and take whatever they want. And that has got to be stopped. And I'm very glad that you took that position. So 
you'd mentioned that this was a uh, seizure against your business, Clyde Armory. So I assume that you have some opinion about the Second Amendment. <laughs> yes, I do. In fact, we often thought that, um, especially because this was uh, in the very middle of the Obama years, um, that perhaps uh, the fact that I support the Second Amendment and do so aggressively um, was uh, put me on their radar as, as a target. But, um, but I've sold guns now for uh, uh, almost 30 years. I am a federal farms licensee, and I've been defending the Second Amendment uh, for almost 30 years. I am the most knowledgeable, I believe, in this race because of my experience um, and my knowledge of, the, of, uh, of federal firearms laws. So um, I want to not just protect the Second Amendment. I want to restore what we've lost to the liberal left because they have taken little chunk after little chunk after little chunk out of the Second Amendment. And one of those is the fact that it's taxed. You know, the National Firearms Act is a tax on the Second Amendment. The, um, uh, what started in 1918 as the Revenue Act um, put a 10%, um, now 11%, tax on the sale of firearms. If you can tax a constitutional right, it no longer is a constitutional right. It becomes a privilege only to be accessed by those um, who can pay the tax. So we need to eliminate the tax on the Second Amendment. You know, uh, I'll ask you this question. You know what the four most important words in the Second Amendment are? If you don't, I'll tell you. The four right. most important words are, shall not be infringed. infringed. That's exactly right. Exactly Shall not right. be infringed. And the most important part of the Second Amendment is the period at the end of those four words. It's not, shall not be infringed except on Tuesday. That's right. right. That's it's right. shall not be infringed, period. And you're absolutely right. They've been chipping away at that one way or another. You look at some of these concepts of the red flag logs, completely and totally unconstitutional they deny due process deny due process you cannot you, what happens when you deny due process you live in a dictatorship that's exactly right and that's why i'm so glad to see that you are a staunch uh, supporter and a proponent of the second amendment yes both I'm personally a defender. and in business yes sir uh, that's terrific now, you have been rolling out quite a few endorsements recently, which is really good. Tell us about what you have. Uh, yes, I have. And uh, when I was in the primary, I got uh, my, my first endorsement was um, Congressman Jody Heiss of the 10th Congressional District, the one right below us here in Georgia. He is the lone member of the Freedom Caucus in the Georgia Congressional Delegation. Uh, so he's endorsed me from the first um, I, I love his quote where he says, Andrew has done more to deliver tangible results for the American people as a private citizen than most elected officials do during their time in office. So um, Congressman Heiss realized that I'm a fight and win kind of guy. And uh, so he has supported me in that. I've had um, of the nine candidates, the seven that didn't make the runoff, I have now um, uh, four endorsements. Uh, including uh, Senator John Wilkinson from the 50th District. Um, of, uh, of me, John has said his Christian commitment, military service, and support for our first responders is impressive. I believe he will make the tough votes and support our president and our, form, and our farmers. He has my support. And then also, I have almost a dozen sheriffs from the, from the district. We have 18 counties that have Republican sheriffs. 
and almost a dozen of them have come out and publicly endorsed me because they know I've got their back. Well, that's really impressive, and it's really important when other people all recognize how you stand and what your principles are, because you are a man of principle. Yes, I am. And that's what's really important, because when the chips are down, if you if legislation is presented to you, it's how you stand on principle that are going to de- that's going to determine how you vote. That's exactly correct, Doctor Dan. So let's move on to another, actually pretty hot topic these days, and that's the COVID virus. Do you stand with the governor on the way he has managed uh, the COVID virus pandemic? I absolutely do. I think Governor Kemp has done an excellent job. Uh, Georgia has. The state of Georgia has led the nation, in my opinion, in the response to the COVID crisis. Um, when uh, when the governor said, hey, all of the, the local municipalities that are making these ordinances and making them up on their own, no, you have to follow what the state says. And, and um, uh, so I completely support what the governor did. Um, and then lately when he came out and said, uh, you know, you cannot mandate masks, you know, great idea good you want to wear it fine but you can't mandate it in that uh, i fully support the governor on that we do have constitutional rights as yes, you do. well know mm-hmm. and as a physician i mean i think wearing masks when you are in a closed space within six feet of people that's a great idea uh and i think that's important but we live in an area up here it's there's no one around. I can walk out without a mask. I'm not in any danger whatsoever. So I I like that concept that you've mentioned. People have individual freedom, and with that comes personal responsibility. That is correct. That Absolutely. is right. So let's get to something that is really important to you and really important to me, and that is the pro-life movement. You've been actively involved in the pro-life mu- movement, so let's talk about that. Well, thank you. Um, I am very active in the pro-life movement. I believe life begins at conception and ends at natural death. I have been very active in my support of our local crisis pregnancy center. I put my money where my beliefs are. And um, so uh, that, I think, differentiates me from my opponent in that regard. We all know the importance of life. Yes. And every single life matters. Every single life is important because it's God-given. That's right. And uh, I think that's an important concept, and it goes along with your personal principles. That's correct. And your Christian principles. Yes. And to me, I would have to say, talking with you, knowing what you stand for, you are a man of principle, a man of Christian principle, and someone who would be an incredibly important asset to the state of Georgia and the rest of us in the Congress of the United States. So I wholeheartedly support you, and I certainly hope that everyone within the sound of my voice will go out and vote in this important runoff election for Andrew Clyde for Congress. And where can people go to find out more about you? Uh, Dr. Dan, uh, to find out more about Andrew Clyde, you Please go to uh, ClydeForCongress.com to learn more about me. You can see my Fox News interview there um, that talks about the IRS story. Uh, Please vote Andrew Clyde for Congress. Uh, You can also go to our Facebook page, uh, Andrew Clyde for Congress. 
So, uh, Dr. Dan, thank you very much for this time. I appreciate it. Uh, Soli Dale Gloria. Thank you, Dr. Dan. Thank you very much for being a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man I get joy in everything Everything, everything, everything gonna be 